Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Every week at this time, the Anchor Hawking Glass Corporation of Lancaster, Ohio, and its more than 10,000 employees bring you another adventure of Casey, crime photographer, ace cameraman who covers the crime news of a great city. Written by Alonzo Dean Cole, our adventure for tonight... The Surprising Corpse. Two o'clock in the afternoon, the living room of a beautifully furnished penthouse apartment. It is Daybell. Yes, Marie? The Comte de Gaston is here. Show him in. Yes, it is Daybell. You may go in, Comte de Gaston. Henriette, my lovely one. Hello, Leon. It was good of you to send for me. I kiss your beautiful hand. Don't. Oriette. Come into the library where we can talk privately. Very well. Sit down, Leon. You are mad at me, Oriette. I can always tell when you are chagrined. It's showing your so lovely eyes. Yes, well, now that we're alone, Count, suppose you drop the phony accent. Okay, what's the beef? I've advanced you almost $40,000. As you're to get it back with 500% interest, you've made a good investment. I'm not so sure of that. Henrietta, this silly bird brain girl I'm engaged to marry will inherit millions when she's 21, only a year from now. You can't lose. You even took out insurance on my life. Yes, but only for enough to protect my actual loans to you. You see, Leon, I expect a profit as well, and I won't get that unless you marry Paula Durfee and get your hands on her inheritance. Don't worry, she's mad about me. Mm, her uncle, who controls her estate until she's 21, and her brother Arthur are mad at you. Uh, Paula pays no attention to them. When you drink, you talk too much. I... What do you mean? Several nights ago at the bar of the Yorkshire Club, you told everybody what you really think of Paula Durfee. Who told you that? I, I swear... I, I have reliable informants in many places, Leon. I watch over my investments, and you're one of them. I've not had a loss so far, and I don't intend to have one in you. I'm sorry, Henriette. I drink too much no more. I don't trust you, Henrietta. And because I don't trust you, I want to liquidate your debt. Liquidate? Oh, it'll be to your advantage as well as mine. Would you like to make $100,000 right away? 25% of which goes to me, of course. Would I? My plan may strike you as fantastic, Leon, but this Paula Durfee's a little fool. If she weren't, she wouldn't be in love with you and jealous of you. You're most flattering, Mrs. Zabel. You've uh, an appointment with Paula today, of course? At five o'clock for cocktails. Well, don't drink too much before you meet her, and don't tell her this scheme was the idea of anyone but yourself. You must take all the credit. Go on. Tell me how to get this hundred thousand. This is the way, Leon. When you meet Paula, you tell her in your... Leon, darling, you're not serious about this. My beautiful Paula, I've never been more serious in my life. But it's crazy, my sweet. You had too much to drink before you met me. I have only a few. What is four, five, maybe six cocktails? Where did you have him? At Luardi's bar. With some woman? I am with a man, a man named Casey. I don't know any Casey. There's nobody who takes pictures for the newspapers. I meet him in this cafe, we have a drink together. But I don't trust you. You've been seen with other women. Who sees me with other women? My brother Arthur has seen you, and my uncle. Ah, they tell you this because they do not like me. Ah, Paul Lejarie, you have proof that I love you madly. That I desire to marry you right away. What I tell you a moment ago is proof of that. What that crazy scheme? It is good scheme. Will you go to your uncle tonight? I'd never convince you. You will. Paula, you are a great actress. What drew me to you when first we meet is the drama in you. I say to myself, there is woman in fire with emotion. She is Bernard. She is uh, Betty Grable. You did Upon my love for you, I did. Oh, Leon. Will you go to your uncle in two hours from now and tell him? 
would be exciting. It is perfect plan. You thought it up? Certain no. I have a brain. I'll do it. Uncle Clement should give me enough for us to get married on, even if we have to trick him into it. <laughs> Tell me the plan again, Leon. All of it, so when I go to Uncle... My dear, this is astounding. Devastating. I couldn't help it, Uncle Clement. I couldn't help it. Paula, I've tried to take care of you since your parents died. I've tried to shield you. I've warned you. I had to do it. And now you've got to protect me, Uncle... You've got to save me. I will, child. Take me to this place. I'll do what I have to do. Why are we turning here, Casey? Annie, won't you ever learn this town? This is a shortcut back to the office. Oh, you and your shortcut. Hey, hmm? that car that just passed us, Annie. What car? Look at the license number. Captain Logan, Homicide Squad. Wait a minute, it's stopping it. He's going to park. Sure is, in front of that brownstone house. Look, Logan and Sergeant Flanagan are getting out and fast. They're here on a job, Casey. Is that it? Let's see what this is all about. You and me both. Come on. What do you suppose they're here for? What's the use of supposing? We'll know in a minute. Logan just opened the door and walked in. We'll do the same thing. He probably won't like this. So what? They're in that room. Hi, pal. Casey, just happened to be passing by. Thought we'd drop in. Good hello, evening, Sergeant. Uh, hello, Casey. Miss Williams. Hi. Well, what you brought you two uncouth characters to this swanky church, huh? Take a look behind this sofa. What? Say. A dead man. Two gunshots got him through the head. Hey, that, that, that's the Count. Uh, who? Count Leon de Gaston is what he called himself. He was engaged to that dumb little glamour girl, Paula Durfee. Sure, sure. I've seen her with him around the night spot. This is interesting. How did it happen, Captain? I don't know, Miss Williams. I got a phone call at headquarters from a guy who wouldn't give his name. He said a murder had been committed at this address and that we'd find the front door unlocked. He knew what he was talking about. Logan, this body's still warm. Yeah. I'm going to take some pictures of it. No, no, not until I call my tech man. Now, Logan. You heard me. Outside door's open. More visitors. It, it happened in that room, Uncle. Some woman. Get behind this screen. Everybody out of sight. Show me, Paula. Paula? Quiet and keep out of sight. I can't go there again, Uncle. I can't. You must show me where you killed that man. Oh, oh. oh, please, Uncle Clement. Show me where and how you shot him. All right. Leon stood there behind that sofa laughing at me. I took the gun, pointed it at him, and pressed the trigger. Right there is where he stood. <laughs> he told me the truth. There's his body. No. Oh, no! We've heard enough. You're under arrest, miss. I didn't do it. I didn't kill him. That's not what you said a minute ago. But I was lying. Leon can't be dead. He just can't be. Oh, my child. I think introductions are in order, mister. I'm Captain Logan, Homicide Bureau. I, I'm Clement Durkin. This is my niece, Paula. Oh, Leon can't be dead. He can't be. It's no use trying to change your story, Miss Durfee. But what I said was all a lie. I didn't, Please. Julian. I didn't. I couldn't. I loved him. The things you heard me say, the story I told my uncle, was Leon's idea. What did she tell you, Mr. Durfee? I... I'd rather not say. Look, a murder has been committed. You gotta. I'll tell you what I told my uncle, but it wasn't true. I said that I was jealous of Leon, that I came here tonight and shot him, but it was all a lie. You were jealous of Count de Gaston, weren't you, Miss Durfee? I... He told me you were when I was with him this afternoon. You were with this guy today, Casey? Mm-hmm, for about an hour at Luardi's bar, and he was getting quite a load on, too. Well, maybe he told you about the plan he had. He didn't say anything about a plan. Go on, Miss Durfee. All I told my uncle was part of Leon's plan. He said that if Uncle Clement was convinced I'd committed a murder... He'd pay $100,000 to protect me. Really? How was he to pay the 100000 He was to give it to Batson, Leon's valet. Leon said he'd arranged everything with Batson. And why was he to give it to this Batson? Well, because Batson would say he'd been a witness to the murder and that he'd gotten rid of the body. And when Uncle came here, he was to see nothing but, but some stains on the floor that would look like blood. Leon said he'd put them here before he went away and hid himself. And, and I was to get the money from Uncle and pretend to pay Batson for his help. And the silence. And, and then I was to join Leon at his hiding place, and we were going to be married. I don't know who killed him. I don't know. 
I've heard some pretty fantastic stories from murderers, Miss Durfee, but yours tops them all. Oh, Uncle Cameron, make him believe me. Uh, my niece told me this man Batson had promised to take the Gaston's body away, Captain. He obviously didn't take the body away. Sergeant, we want to see Batson. Get out a tracer on him. Yes, sir. That's the front door again. More people come into this house. Uh, what? Uh, oh, I, I beg pardon. Who are you? It's Batson. Good evening, Miss Durfee. Batson. Tell them what the Count de Gaston told you to do tonight. Tell them. The Count told me to do nothing tonight, miss. He did. He must have. He was going to give you instructions. I haven't seen the Count since early afternoon, Miss Murphy. You're lying. You're lying. Really, miss. Uh, I say, what's going on here? Step back on this sofa, Batson. Take a look. The, the Count. Good heavens, he, he's dead. Yeah. Who? This very imaginative young woman did the job. I didn't. I didn't. You'll have a hard time convincing anyone of that, Miss Durfee. Uh, Sergeant, phone the squad now and stay in charge here. The rest of us are going to headquarters. Yes, sir, Captain. Logan. Yes, Casey? That gal's story is so completely cockeyed, it might be true. Oh, Casey. Are you nuts? Maybe. But I'm getting what feels like a hunch. How in the world? Huh? Now, Grace, look. After all. No, not now. <laughs> oh, dear, these women. Uh, uh, now, uh, Casey, as I was saying, how in the world can uh, you think that dirty gal didn't commit the murder? That's what I'd like to know, too, Ethelbert. Look, I tell both of you, I've got a hunch. That's it's all. the kind of hunch I'd hate to bet on. Well, who's asking you to bet on it? I've noticed that when Casey gets a hunch that a gal's being unjustly treated as a bird, she's usually a very good-looking gal. Mm. Paula Durfee hasn't got a brain in her head, but she has got looks. Oh, don't talk nonsense, Sam. Hey, Walter! Bring up some more lemons. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Annie, listen, I'm telling you, it's because that kid is so brainless that I think that she may have fallen for that crazy plan she says to Gastoni proposed. And then somebody who knew about the plan bumped the guy off, knowing that she'd take the rap oh, for it. Oh, Casey, you haven't got the slightest basis for that. Oh, idea. yes, I have. Yes, I have. That phone call that brought Logan to Gaston's place. They ain't been able to trace that call? No. Well, a neighbor might have made it, or somebody passing on the street who heard the shots and didn't want to become involved. Oh, that's possible. Now, Casey, Gaston told you himself that she was madly jealous of him. So tonight she just got too jealous and went bang, bang. Mm. Gaston told me something else this afternoon. As a matter of fact, I'd forgotten it up to now. He'd just come from Mrs. Zabel's place. Mrs. Zabel? Yes. Did you make that name up? No, no. Henrietta Zabel, that's her name. Who's she? The hard-boiled dame I know. I wonder. You wonder what? Mrs. Zabel always has a few of those fortune-hunting guys around her, guys like the Gaston. I've heard she bankrolls them while they're on the make for gals with dough. Well, so What? Well, so I'm going back to headquarters and check a little matter with Logan that I neglected to check before. Uh, Captain Logan's in his office, Casey, but he's he's busy right now. Uh, somebody with him, Sarge? Yeah, the brother of that girl who knocked off the gas tone, uh, Arthur Durfee. Oh, yeah, that Paula kid's his only sister. Uh, just two of them, huh? Yeah. Arthur's about five years older than she is, I think. He's another case of too much dough. Uh-huh. He got his share of the Durfee millions when he reached 21, and he's yep. been spending oh, oh, oh. He's leaving the there. office now, Keith. Yeah. Good night, Mr. Durfee. I deeply regret the trouble that's come upon you and your uncle and your sister. And you must realize that I have a job to do. Yes, I, I realize that, Captain Logan. I can promise you she'll undergo no unnecessary hardships. Thank you. Good night. Good night, Captain. Tough luck, fella. Oh, who? I'm just a newspaper guy. I want you to know that I'm all for your sister. Oh. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You want to see me, Casey? Yeah, Logan, yeah. Now, come on in. Uh, the toughest thing a cop ever has to do is talk to relatives of a prisoner he's shoving toward the chair. I can imagine. What's on your mind, Casey? Logan, you traced all phone calls to and from the Gaston's home today. Yeah. Did the Gaston make a call from his home not long before he was shot? Uh, yeah, it's here in the report. Yeah, to whom? My uh, Mrs. Henrietta Zabel. Uh, Mrs. Zabel, huh? Yeah. 
Lives in a swanky penthouse over on the boulevard. Yeah? She's 100%. 100% what? Well, okay. What makes you so sure of that? Oh, I went over and talked to her myself. She admits to Gaston Fonder, makes no secret about it, says they were old friends. Huh? What did he call her about? Yeah, she doesn't know. She was out at the time. The maid answered. Uh, oh, where was she out at the time the Gaston was shot? How do I know? I don't ask everyone I talk to for an alibi when I got the killer in a cell. I don't think you have the killer in Are a cell. Are you going to start that again? Yes, Logan, I am. And you're going to help me prove that I'm right. Oh. Logan, look. Now, I've met this Mrs. Zabel, and she's a foxy character. And... De Gaston hadn't enough imagination himself to cook up the scheme that Paula claimed she fell for. Well, my hunch says that Mrs. Zabel put him up to it. Casey, there wasn't any scheme. But you don't know there wasn't. You've got to give that Durfee kid a chance. What do you want me to do? I want Mrs. Zabel watched in her telephone wire tap. Hey, I... You can do it, Logan. You can do it. And be sure it's done by the time that I visit her tomorrow. So you're going to visit the lady? Yeah. I'm going to pull a bluff that I think she'll fall for. Mrs. Zabel will see you in the library, sir. Thank you. Mr. Casey, madam, come in. Thank you, Mrs. Zabel. Well, I seldom forget a face, Mr. Casey. We've uh, met before, haven't we? Well, yes, I've taken pictures of you several times for the Cafe Society pages. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, may I close this door? If you wish. Thank you. Is it customary for uh, press photographers to require such privacy? <laughs> well, I, I'm not here as a press photographer. Oh, then what? A... I really want to talk to you about Leon de Gaston. Well? I spent over an hour with him yesterday at Luardi's Cafe. He'd been drinking and was uh, talkative. Really? Yeah. He told me about the idea you'd given him. Interesting. I think the cops would find it so if I told them. They might connect it with a phone call to Gaston made to you shortly before he was shot while you were not at home. They might wonder who phoned headquarters to report the murder of the Gaston, and they might wonder who really killed the Gaston. What do you think? I wonder why you haven't told this to the um, cops. <laughs> Because you're a rich woman and I'm a poor guy. Blackmail. Uh, <clears throat> well, let's say you do me a favor and I do one for you. Can you suggest any motive I might have had for committing a murder? I think the cops might be able to dig one up. A motive, perhaps, that would mean a profit for you or prevent a loss. Hmm. Uh. Okay, Mrs. Zabel. Until tomorrow. <laughs> Logan, you, you say she made a phone call right after I left her, huh? Yeah, but not from her own phone that I had a tap on. She went out to a public booth, so my guys don't know what she talked about. Oh. But we traced the call she made to Clement Durfee's home. Paula's uncle. Uh -huh. So he's her partner in this scheme. Well, now, wait a minute. Look, Logan, look. If, if you'd just been threatened by a blackmailer who accused you of conniving in a murder that you had connived in, wouldn't your first act be to contact the other party to your killing? I guess so, but... Well, Mrs. Zabel fell for my bluff, Logan. Because she framed the scheme that de Gaston and his gal friend fell for. And she framed it with Clement Durfee. But why Durfee? Remember, he handles Paula's estate, Logan. In a year, he'd have to turn it over to her, but with her out of the way... But why should Mrs. Zabel... Well, she'll do anything for Doe, won't she? And he's paying plenty for what she did. But we'll get them both, Logan. And with the goods. I hooked her today. Tomorrow, when she tries to pay me blackmail, you'll be there to pull her in. Well, she's a swell-looking woman with a head full of brains, all right. Mm -hmm. And that little Paula's a beautiful thing, too. Excuse me. Homicide Bureau, Captain Logan speaking. This is Mrs. Zabel, Captain. Huh? Mrs. Zabel. <clears throat> How do you do? I'd like to see you as soon as possible, if I may. Logan, she's all set for a confession. Shut up. Uh, <clears throat> what do you want to see me about, Mrs. Zabel? Well, I'd like to report the threat to the blackmailer, a press photographer named Casey. Um, uh, very interesting, Mrs. Zabel. I'm anxious to hear about him. Will you come to my home as soon as possible, alone? Uh, yeah, I'll be there in half an hour. Then I'll expect you. Goodbye. You uh, heard that, Casey? Yeah, I heard it. You put something over on her. <laughs> 
Wise guy. And that's a full account of the man's clumsy blackmail attempt, Captain Logan. And a true account. Mm-hmm. How do you know it's true? No, oh, uh, I know this Casey, Mrs. Zabel. I, I can figure he'd pull things like you said. Mm. Now I want to tell you something else. Yeah, go on. Um, that man Casey was right. I did suggest the plan that Paula Dursey told you about. Uh, what? Yes, I gave it to Leon de Gaston in the tail, and I told him to make Paula go through with it. Well, then No, you... I didn't kill him. Somebody else made dupes of all of us. Who's that somebody else? Telling you won't be so convincing as letting you see and hear for yourself. Now, look here, Mrs. This Zabel. will be done my way, Captain, or not at all. Well, let's hear your way. Can you install a radio contrivance in my car that will permit you and a car following to hear what's said? Yeah, my man can. Then have it done at once and follow me tonight. Where's she going in that car of hers, Logan? I told you she wouldn't tell me a thing, Casey, except to follow her, and we're doing that. Well, she might give us a word occasionally through that radio gadget you had installed in the car. Now, she's going to play this the way she wants it. Hey, you know... She is a swell-looking woman, Casey. Yeah. Hmm. Not so young as Miss Dirty, of course. Oh, no, not nearly as young. But swell-looking. Swell-looking. All right, all right, all right. You both agreed that they're both beautiful, gentlemen. Hey, she's slowing down, Logan. She's going to stop. Uh, I'll slow down, too. Hey, a man's getting into her car. Couldn't see his face. Neither could I. She's starting up again. Ah. Thanks for picking me up, Henrietta. That guy's voice. That radio gadget works pretty good. Quiet. I uh, didn't want you to come to my house. Yes, in the car here, I'm sure no one can hear us. Who's the man, Casey? I can't get his voice. Neither can I. So, uh, Henrietta, you listen. think we are under suspicion of murder? Yes, and I have no intention of facing a murder charge I don't merit. <laughs> you suggested that little plan to the Gaston. Mm. Whose plan was it? Well... Since we're quite alone, it was mine. But you didn't tell me you really planned to murder Leon. I thought you were only helping me recover my money. Oh, uh, you know my real motive? Yes. You wanted a murder conviction and death for your sister. His sister? It's Arthur Durfee still. You see, um, I've spent my share of the estate, but with Paula out of the way, I'd get her share, too. I couldn't allow a little fool like Paula to get that money when I needed it, could I? You think you'll get away with it? Oh, you'll never tell anyone. What? You think I'd have said what I have if you were going to live? Step on it, Logan. And fast. I'm stepping. Look at that car behind us. What? You cut the ignition. And threw the key out of the window. What a gal. I'll say. It's all over for him now. Sure is. That car's stopping. Come out of that car, Mr. Arthur Durfee, with your hands in the air. What's the meaning of this? We're finishing your perfect plan, fella. For keeps. And Mrs. Zabel... Why, Mr. Casey, I'm going to ask a favor of you. May I kiss you? Hey. Uh, Excuse me, Annie. Thanks, Mrs. Zabel. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Casey. Well, I like that. I was just apologizing, Annie, and congratulating uh, Henrietta. We'll discuss your methods later, Mr. Casey. So, Arthur Durfee's in the clink, Casey, and his sister's free, huh? Yep, Ethelbert, yep. And Logan's treating me respectfully for a change. I don't know why you had this case all wrong. Well, even if Mrs. Zabel wasn't guilty, she led us to the murderer, didn't she? That's right. She did, and you didn't. Well... All you did was push your way in for that apologetic, congratulatory kiss at the end. Annie, my, my emotional nature got the best of me, that's mm. She's a nice-looking woman, that Mrs. Zabel. She'll never see 45 again. So what? Age brings experience. Hmm. No, but experience isn't really necessary. Casey, what did that young, good-looking Paula do when they let her out of the pokey? Uh, <clears throat> well... Oh, yes, yes. Tell him, Mr. Casey. Ethelbert, she kissed Logan. And as for you, Ethelbert, what's that on your lips? That looks Who? like... Me? Good night, Ethelbert. Huh? Oh, good night, Grace. Oh, dear, these women. Oh, 
Crime Photographer, starring Stotts Cotsworth as Casey, is brought to you each Thursday by the Anchor Hawking Glass Corporation, makers of Fire King Oven Glass. Anchor Glass Containers, Anchor Caps and Closures. All products of the Anchor Hawking Glass Corporation. A great name in glass. Every week at this time, the Anchor Hawking Glass Corporation of Lancaster, Ohio, and its more than 10,000 employees bring you another adventure of Casey Crime Photographer. Ace cameraman who covers the crime news of a great city. Written by Alonzo Dean Cole. Our adventure for tonight, The Gray Kitten. <laughs> On the edge of our city is lovely Greenwood Lake. Just before midnight, an automobile pulls up to one of the big bungalows along the shore, and a tall, dark man gets out. Seeming to brace himself, he goes to the door and opens it with his key. Seated before the fireplace is a large and determined-looking middle-aged woman. Hello, Carlos. Why, Hester, this is a pleasant surprise. Where's my sister? Uh, Jessie uh, left for Detroit this evening. Detroit? Didn't she let you know? She certainly didn't. She phoned me this morning and said she wanted to discuss something with me. She said nothing about leaving town. Oh, you know our Jessie. Late this afternoon, she says, Carlos, my darling, I must leave for Detroit tonight to attend to some business. So, like a good husband, I arrange your transportation and take her to the 8 o'clock train. I knew Jessica was becoming irresponsible six months ago when she married you. But I didn't think she was so far gone. Why, I've been waiting here ever since half past eight. And she... She didn't tell you I'd be here. Not a word. Oh, the woman's gone crazy. Uh, when she phoned you this morning, uh, what did she say she wanted to see you about? She didn't say, but I had an idea, Carlos, that you'd been treating her badly again. Why, my dear Hester, why don't you mind your own business? Because I don't trust you. My sister's 50 years old. Young men of your type marry middle-aged women for just one reason, money. Mm. I cannot hope to change your opinion, I suppose. No. So, I'll be starting back to town. I'll help you with the coat. Don't bother. Carlos, how did you get all that dirt on your hands? Dirt? And your shoes and trouser legs, they're covered with it. Oh, my car got stuck in the mud on the shortcut road. I had to push it out. Oh. Just when will Jessica come back from Detroit? Uh, she wasn't sure. She let me know. I see. I suppose she went to Detroit to turn some more of her property there into cash for you to spend. I do not know. And furthermore, I'm not interested in Jesse's man. Good night, Hester. Good night. Oh, I nearly forgot something. Forgot? Uh, that cat of Jessica's had a kitten tonight. A cat? Daisy. I heard her meowing when I came in and found her in Jessica's room with one kitten beside her. It had just been born. It was born at what time? Oh, about half past eight. In Jessica's room? I just told you it was. Since Jessica's away, I'm taking Daisy and her kitten home with me. You wouldn't give them proper care. I... I put mother and child in a box in here. You see? Look at her. A gray kitten. All gray. Except for that white streak on its head. It's... <laughs> it's just like the streak of pure white that runs through Jessica's gray hair. Take that kitten out of here. Take it away. Oh. I... As you said, Hester, I, I wouldn't know how to take care of it. Take the cat's box to my car. No, no, you carry the box. You act as though you're afraid of this cat and her kitten. Come, uh, I help you in your car. Oh, very well. Be, uh, be sure you let me know when you hear from Jessica. I will let you know, Hester. I, I will let you know. Logan, you're absolutely nuts. The longest game ever played in a major league was between Brooklyn and Boston in 1920. It went 26 innings. Yeah, wait till I get my hands in a record book. I'll oh, show you. Got a record. goodness sakes, do you two have the, to make all this noise? This wise guy. Wise oh. guy. That's your phone. Guy. Yeah, go on. Hello. Hello, Homicide Bureau, Captain Logan speaking. This is Miss Hester Simmons. Who? Hester Simmons. I live at 347 Parkview Drive. Oh, uh... 
Yes, Miss Simmons. What can I do for you? She gives a good address so he gets polite. Oh, shut up, Casey. Uh, go ahead, Miss Simmons. I have something very important to talk to you about. Uh, what is it? My sister has been missing for three weeks, Captain. I, I'm afraid she's been murdered. Murdered, Casey? Oh, tell me about your sister, Miss Simmons. It's too long a story to tell over the phone. Come to my house, please. Now. All right, I'll be there in 15 minutes, Miss Simmons. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, you and Miss Williams will have to excuse me, Casey. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. That little word murder we just heard has made us curious. Just a front-page story, pal, with pictures. Okay. Come on. Your sister's husband told you that night, Miss Simmons, he just put her on the train for Detroit? Yes, Captain. But now I have every reason to disbelieve him. Uh, excuse me, Miss Simmons. What is the name of your sister's husband? Carlos Gavassos. Gavassos, that uh, right? Go on with your story, Miss Simmons. Well, since the night he told me that Jessica had gone to Detroit, I've heard nothing from her. She always writes me when she's away, and I, I became worried. So last week, I engaged a private detective agency. I see. And they learned that although Carlos purchased accommodations for the Detroit train that night, Jessica wasn't on the train. Nor have they been able to find any trace of her in Detroit. Uh, Miss Simmons, you say Gervasso's hands were dirty and his shoes and trouser legs were caked with mud that night, huh? Yes, Mr. Casey. He, he might have gotten in that condition from, from digging her grave. Oh, Miss Simmons, you mustn't let yourself imagine such terrible things. I have despised Carlos from the day I met him. Why did he marry my sister? All she had to offer him was money. I... I think, finally, she refused to give him any more, so he got rid of her. Well, we'll look into your sister's financial affairs, Miss Simmons. I suppose you know who handled her business. Yes, the firm of Burdens and Lockridge. Burns. Hey, Captain, look out. Oh, my gosh, you almost stepped on that little kitten. Well, where did that come from? I don't know. I guess it just wandered out of the other room. Oh, look at it. Can't be more than a few weeks old. Yeah, that little bundle of gray fur. <laughs> and look at the funny white streak on its head, Casey. There's another mark on it. Sure cute. It's always Aww. running away from its mother. That kitten was born the night my sister disappeared. Yeah? Yes, I I brought it home with me. Well, I, I guess we'll be getting along. Captain, if your investigation of my sister's financial affairs supports my suspicions, will you put Gavassus under arrest? Well, that won't be sufficient basis for a murder charge, Miss Simmons, but... It'll cause me to ask Mr. Gervasso some very personal questions. That must be the house, Captain. Yeah. At this time of year, this place is a nice setup for a murder. Plenty of privacy. And many places in those deep woods to bury a body. Now, don't you two decide there's been a murder until there's a lot more evidence than I have now. Uh, I'll park here. Well, you've learned that since her marriage, Mrs. Gervasa's converted a lot of her holdings into cash and that there's no record of where that cash went to. Even if her husband got it, Miss Williams, that doesn't prove he killed her. I wonder who that green car in the driveway belongs to. Yeah, Miss Simmons said the Gervasa's had a black one. Yeah, I can see that one in the garage. Look, I must have visitors. I mean, a visitor. Look at those footprints in the snow. A woman's footprints. Say... Maybe the missing Mrs. Gervasso's has come home. Oh, ring that doorbell. Let's find out. I'm doing that little thing. Who's there? This is a police officer. Police? Let us in, please. What, uh, what do you want? I can tell you that more comfortably inside. Just a minute. He sounded a little nervous. Everybody gets nervous when a cop comes unexpectedly to their door. Now he's opening up. Come in. Thanks. <clears throat> Are you, uh, Carlos Gervasso's? Yes. I'm Captain Logan, Homicide Squad. Homicide? Uh-huh. This is Miss Williams and, uh, Mr. Casey. I have done no homicide. This is a nice living room, Mr. Gervasso's. Mm. Where's the lady who just left it? Lady? Yeah, we saw her car outside and her footprints. Now, here's a highball glass with lipstick on the rim. I see. Well, let's see her. I... Here I am. I stepped into the kitchen because I thought you might want to talk to Carlos in private. Well, introduce me. Uh, this is Miss uh, Vera Lavelle, an old friend. Of yours or your wife's? Of both. 
I drove out here to ask Mr. Cavazos if he'd heard anything from Jessie. Yeah? Yeah. She's a bimbo, love. In caps. Mm. Well, have you heard anything from your wife, Mr. Cavazzo? No. I think maybe my wife's sister has sent you to ask me about that. You're right. And we arrived at such a nice time. Distinctive shade of lipstick you use, Miss Laval. Matches the lip prints Mr. Gervasos is wearing on his chin. So what? This gives me the idea that your old friend was pretty sure his wife wouldn't drop in here unexpectedly. This is ridiculous. I don't can it, Gervasos. When I came here, I was giving you all the benefit of a doubt. But now you're coming down to headquarters and tell me a lot of things. Does this mean I'm under arrest? Yes. On what charge? Suspicion of murder. All of us are becoming increasingly price conscious. So I know you'll be interested in a product which costs not one penny more than it did immediately before the war and is actually far less expensive than anything even remotely comparable to it only ten years ago. Now I'm talking about Fire King Oven Glass. The beautiful pale blue oven glass that is guaranteed for two years against oven breakage. Fire King Oven Glass makes delicious meals simpler and easier to prepare. And it cuts dishwashing time by a full two-thirds because you bake, serve, and store leftovers in the same dish. It makes meals more appetizing and more healthful because oven baking safeguards not only flavor, but vitamins and minerals as well. Yet, individual pieces of Fire King oven glass cost as little as five cents at your favorite chain, variety, hardware, or department store. Beautiful, practical, inexpensive Fire King oven glass is a product of Anchor Hawking. A great name in glass. That guy Gervasos loose today, huh, Casey? Yeah. He's out of jail, Ethelbert. And did poor Captain Logan go out on a limb when he put him in there? Oh, same limb you went out on, Annie. Stories you wrote after his arrest had the guy all but convicted and in the hot seat. <laughs> I don't know how you talked city desk into running those things. Must have been your charm, I guess. Then the DA doesn't even ask for an indictment. Well, he should have gotten an indictment. He was able to prove that Gervasos had gotten over $40,000 from his wife's estate. He could prove that Gavastos and his wife quarreled because she refused to give him any more money. He, he could he prove could that... He could prove everything, Annie, except the all-important fact of murder. And they've still found no trace of a body. The DA knows a trial jury wouldn't convict him. So this Gervasos may get away with murder, if he's committed it. Yeah, it kind of looks that way, Ethelbert, now. I don't think he's going to keep much of that 40 grand, though. How do you mean? Well, I don't know. That Laval dame will get it. You know, I think she, she pushed Gervasos into the murder of Jessica, and I think she'll push him into a new deal soon because she's going to want more money. Say, look who's coming in the door now. Huh? Who? Casey, it's Gervasos. Who's out with him? There they are, Dan. Hello, Miss Williams. Evening, Casey. We expected to find you here. You were looking for us? Not for you, Casey. But here's a present for you, Miss Williams. Uh, what is it? Tell her, Dan. Make it official. Summons, lady. Oh. Yes. I'm suing for $100,000 damages to my name and reputation. Well, Mr. Gavassos, do you think that I have $100,000? <laughs> Miss Williams, your paper will be a joint defendant in my suit. The stories you wrote were so very unkind to me. Look here, Gervasos. If you bring a libel suit against Miss Williams in the Morning Express, the paper and everyone on it will do everything possible to prove you really killed your wife. No one in this world can prove I killed my wife, Mr. Casey. Hey, what's the matter? The cat. The gray kitten. Gray kitten. I must get out of here. Come on, Dad. Right with you, boss. Casey, what is the matter? Don't ask me. It was sure peculiar. Hey, wait a minute. Well, look at you, Kitty. Come here. Come I here. guess some people are just naturally afraid of cats, Casey. Hey, where did this kitten come from, Ethelbert? I must have sneaked in from the street. It don't belong here. It just sat on the floor and looked at Gervasos, and then when he saw it, he... Hey. Annie, this gray kitten has a single white mark on its forehead. Look. Like the one we saw at Miss Simmons a month ago. 
Yes. Hmm. Yes, it has. I'm going to have a talk with Miss Simmons tomorrow. You know, I'm getting a screwy hunch that this cat is bad medicine for that guy, Gervasos. Miss Simmons, you say Gervaso showed fear of this kitten the night it was born. Yes, and I, I've been thinking of a certain possible reason for his actions that frightens me. What's that? Are you familiar with the theory of reincarnation? Reincarnation? Oh, you mean the belief that when a person dies, his soul is born again in a new body? Perhaps in that of an animal. My sister Jessica believed in reincarnation. Carlos is very superstitious. And he'd heard Jessica say that when she died, she'd return to life as a cat. Huh? She said that? Many, many times. And that kitten was born in your sister's room about the time Gervasos may have killed her. Yes. And this kitten has the white streak on its head that ran through Jessica's hair. Hmm. I, as most people, regard the strange combination of things I've mentioned as coincidence. But I think they explain Carlos' fear. And prove his guilt. Miss Simmons, I kind of think so, too. But we've got to have better proof than that for a jury. I want to borrow that kitten. What for? I'm going to use it to break that guy down. Play on his superstition till he cracks wide open. At least once a day, he's going to run into this cat. He ran into it last night. And no one arranged that. Yeah, that's funny, isn't it? Very funny. Take the kitten, Mr. Casey, and be good to it. Be good to it, Mr. Casey. Your idea about using that kitten to crack Gervasos is swell, Casey. Huh? Well, I'm glad you see the possibilities, Logan. Every time Gervasos goes out, one of your detectives will shoo the kitten right across his path, Captain. Uh -huh. Beautiful, Miss Williams. Simply beautiful. Well, well, well. For once, we bring you an idea and you don't throw ice water on it. You two masters of detection and criminal psychology haven't given me a chance to talk yet. Uh-oh. Uh your idea is magnificent, stupendous, and colossal. Yeah, it but... might even work, except for one thing. Yeah. Gervasos has disappeared. Gervasos disappeared? Has... He and that Laval dame took a powder last oh. night, left with bag and baggage. Well, didn't you have him watched? I thought the DA's men were keeping an eye on him, and he thought my guy... Oh, we're doing the job. nice going. Of course, really. you newspaper birds never Don't become a safe Don't you two start one of your riots oh, now. Uh, My nerves won't take it, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, Captain, you'll locate Gavassos and the Laval woman eventually, of course. Yeah, we'll try to, Miss Williams, but we still don't have enough evidence of murder. I've got work to do now. The two of you will take that kitten and, and, and get out of here. Okay. Uh, where is the kitten, Casey? Uh, huh? Well, it was on the floor here a minute ago. See? Here, here, kitty. Here, kitty. Cat, it's come here. Not over here. Kitty, 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 kitty. Come anyway, here. Anyway, the door is closed, so... Here, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. You sound kind of silly, Logan. It must have gone out that window. Yeah, yeah, there it is. It's down on the street. It's running around that corner. Oh, my gosh, it'll be killed or get lost, and we'll never find it. You should have been watching it, Casey. Now, like Gervasos, the kitten is gone. Casey, it's been... Look out, look out, Grace! Oh, dear, these women. Did you see what she did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Casey, it's been a long time now since that Gervasos and his gal friend flew the coop, huh? <laughs> yeah, over three months, Ethelbert, yeah. And the cops haven't found a trace of him. It's really a break for you and your newspaper, Miss Williams. With Gervasio's gone, he can't sue you. Well, I think that was just a shakedown, anyway. I hope. Yeah. And if he'd stuck around, I think we'd have gotten a confession out of him, too. By using that kitten as your plan? Why, sure. He was huh? scared to death of that little thing, Ethelbert. I think seeing it here that night was the reason he lambed out of town in such a hurry. Oh, wait a minute. Here's Logan. Hello, everybody. I, Hello. I hoped I'd find you here, Casey. Yeah, we'll drop a stool, pal. Uh, I, haven't... I haven't time now. Huh? Casey, we've located Gervasos in Vera Laval. You yeah, have? Where? Yeah, in a town less than 100 miles from here. The guy's married again to another rich old dame. Married again, yeah, huh? Yeah, under another name, of course. And he's dyed his hair, grown a mustache, and is wearing glasses. Mm. Uh, the local cops only got wise to him by accident. And the Laval gal is living in the same town. She's changed herself over, too. They're getting ready for another killing, Casey. What, you mean that literally? Yeah. 
a servant who works for Gervasso's new wife, overheard a conversation between Gervasso and Laval. And the servant tipped off the wife, and she told the cops. Yeah? yeah? They instructed her to sit tight until I got there. I understand the guy is planning to take his new missus, who's really got plenty of dough, on a boat trip to South America. But she's not supposed to reach there. Oh, what's his scheme to get rid of her? Uh, we don't know yet, but I'm leaving for Gervasso's new hometown in an hour. Hey, you want to go along? Do we? Oh, pal, we're on our way. You, you sure we're alone in this house, Carlos? I uh, sent my dear Isabel to the movies. They're quite alone here. Uh, come into my room where you can see what I have arranged for our little trip. I don't trust your arrangements, Carlos. I planned the last job and it went off perfectly. Perfectly for you. You got most of the money. And uh, you did not have to see that Jessica look at you when she died. I can still see her eyes staring into mine. Oh, you've got no guts. <clears throat> it was not a nice thing to remember. And then the gray kitten... Come it. If I ever see you go soft again about that great kitten idea, I'm pulling out and fast. She always said she'd be born again as a cat. And that kitten... Stop it, I said. You sap. Now let's get our plan straight. When your wife comes home from the movies tonight, you're going to do the job? Yes. Tomorrow morning, an expressman will call for our trunks. She will be in one of the trunks. Which will be shipped to New York from where the boat leaves. Then I, wearing her clothes and with her big fur scarf pulled up about my face, will take her place on the train. Uh, when we get to New York, we claim the trunk, get rid of, of its uh, contents, and then disappear. Right. Then, under new names, we go to sunny California with nearly $80,000 that you've gotten out of your latest wife. <laughs> oh, um, which trunk are you going to use for the job? Uh, that uh, old-fashioned flat one. I'll just take a look at it. Uh, be careful with it. Uh, do not touch its lid. Why? <laughs> look closely inside the lid. Hmm. There's a thin glass tube running along the inside edge. Uh -huh. The tube is filled with gas. A gas so poisonous that the one who breathes it dies almost instantly. And the lid of this trunk is closed. The glass tube automatically breaks. And whoever is inside... Why such a fancy layout? All you have to do is choke the old dame. No. I tell you, I never look into a dying woman's eyes again. My wife gets into that trunk and kills herself. You crazy fool. How will you make her get inside and close the lid? Ah. Uh, you do not know the wife I, I married this time. <laughs> she called me uh, Puggy Wiggums. <laughs> Likes to play childhood games. Childhood games? Uh, you don't know what I've gone through. Her favorite is hide and seek. I will play hide and seek for the last time tonight. And she will be sure to think that empty trunk a very fine place to hide. The lid is very finely balanced, and it is equipped with a snap lock. Now, wait a minute. Your Isabel ah. may not be able to cram herself into this trunk. Ah. You and she are about the same size, Carlos. Let's see if you can fit in there. Uh, you wouldn't let the lid fall on me, Vera. Oh, don't be nuts. What would I gain by that? Nothing. I have Isabel's money. Uh, I trust you and get in. You are a trusting guy. But hold the lid open. I will. Uh. Trunk is kind of small for me. I was afraid of that. Hey, wait. I move this way. Now I'm all inside. See? But I will have difficulty getting out. Hold tight the lid while I... What? The cat, Vera. Behind you, the great cat. How did I get in here? It's going to jump, Vera. Hold the lid. It's going my ass in my face. Don't let the lid go. I didn't mean to. Carlos, I didn't mean to. That cat. That cat. Crash the door, Logan. Crash it. Captain Logan, Casey. Shoot the lock off that trunk, Logan. And fast. All right, I'll lift the lid. Get away quick, Casey. That's gas. <laughs> the windows are open. It'll soon clear. Not quick enough for Gavassos. I've seen a lot of dead guys, and our pal here is one of them. You were listening outside. We heard everything, Miss Lavelle. And I'm arresting you for the murder of Carlos Gavassos. But I didn't kill him. That cat maybe let that lid fall. We don't see any cat here, Miss Lavelle. Maybe it jumped out one of those open windows, or maybe it never was here. Anyway, a jury won't swallow that story. Miss Laval, we're going to be sure you pay for murder this time. 
Perhaps you were one of the housewives interviewed in a recent big city survey. If so, you may recall you were asked these two questions among many others. When you buy packaged foods, what kind of container do you prefer and why? A vast majority of you said that you preferred to buy foods packed in crystal clear glass. You gave literally hundreds of reasons. Practically all of you, however, preferred the glass package because it lets you see exactly what you buy before you buy it. Included in this survey were many hundreds of young mothers who were questioned on baby food packages. Eight out of nine said they not only preferred, but insisted on prepared baby foods packed in glass. And their most important reasons were that glass was cleaner and more sanitary, that leftovers can be resealed and safely stored in the original container. Now, you too can have these recognized advantages with the foods you buy. Simply demand foods packed in glass in anchor glass containers protected by Tampa-proof anchor vacuum caps. Both products of Anchor Hawking. A great name in glass. You and Logan never meant to railroad that Laval dame for the murder of Gervasis, huh, Casey? Of course not, Oliver. We were just putting on pressure. To make her tell what she and Carlos had done with the body of Jessica. What had they done with her? Carlos had buried it about four miles away from Greenwood Lake, where the cops had no reason to search for it. Casey, you and Miss Williams didn't see the cat that made that trunk lid fall and kill a guy, huh? No, we didn't see it. It, um, it had gone out a window as we guess it came in. Do you think it was really the gray kitten? Could have been any cat. Hmm? Ethelbert, we don't know. Hmm. According to that reincarnation idea, an animal might be born again as a human being. Hmm. Yes, Ethelbert, that's possible. Very, very possible. Yeah, it's very, very possible. Hey, what are you staring at me for? Crime Photographer, starring Stotts Cotsworth as Casey, is brought to you each Thursday by the Anchor Hawking Glass Corporation.